This episode of On the Line is presented to you by Living.Fit, your one stop for all your fitness needs. Make sure you go download the app Living.Fit today. Now here's the show. Welcome to On the Line. Today I am joined by UFC heavyweight Tanner Bozer. Tanner, how we doing, man? Hey, I'm doing all right, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, boss. So first thing first, can we get a mullet check? <laughs> it's uh, in a fledgling state right now. We're not uh, flowing overly hard on the mullet these days. <laughs> it looks pretty, it's kind of what I got going on, too. Like, I really yeah. showed on camera, but you can kind of see it a little bit. Not too crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's starting. Yeah, yeah I'm not trying to do anything too. Just got, like, the modern, like, you know, kind of, like, half and yeah. half. Yeah. It's kind of popular right now. Yeah, it's no, kind of I, the move. Uh, it is. I, I trimmed mine down on purpose because I figured that when I got hit, my – mullet flies everywhere and it looks like my head's exploding even when the punch wasn't very hard and i think that it wasn't helping me when i went to decision so i had to uh, shorten the mullet up i've heard that from a couple of people like i gotta get my hair shorter because i get hit the sweat goes everywhere kind of like yeah and ever since Mosvidal got like ever since Mosvidal got knocked out by usman i feel like everyone's really looked at like the sweat coming off you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like that was a, like one of those things that a lot of people are like, ah, I got to go a little shorter. Anyway, though, um, first question I got for you really, though, is uh, has uh, Francis Ngannou hit up your cousin yet about uh, <laughs> is this fight with Cyril gone? Not yet, uh, as far as I know, surprisingly. But I mean, I don't uh, keep in touch with uh, my cousin, Sean, and I've never talked to uh, Francis. So maybe <laughs> maybe they're in cahoots. I really don't know. I'm going to say is uh, maybe he's working with Francis because I know he big time. <laughs> a couple days, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Aliquinta wasn't uh yeah, exactly. Wasn't wasn't doing it for him. That wasn't a big enough platform for for Sean. I guess not. So uh you're from Canada. And so like I feel like you are Canadian, but like what's the most stereotypical Canadian thing that people will ask you about that you just don't fuck with, whether it be like hockey, like maple syrup, things like that. Oh man, I love maple syrup. And <laughs> I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I like I like hockey. It's all good. Uh, a milk in bags doesn't exist where I'm from. So that's an annoying one, I guess. What's that? Yeah, people always like, Oh, you're, you're Canadian. You guys have your milk in bags. Cause in some places, I guess in Canada, milk comes in bags, not in jugs. That's not an Alberta thing. So where even is uh, that? The Northern part of Canada? I don't know. Maybe it's the East coast. I, I seriously don't know. I've, or never, the I've past. never heard of that. Yeah. I don't know. I've never yeah. heard of that. <laughs> there you go. So another kind of weird question I got is like, you're, I mean, you're a heavyweight, but I know in the past, everyone's like, you should cut down to light heavyweight, but you're kind of, but you are kind of a lighter heavyweight. Is there like, do you even, do you even cut? Like, obviously you don't cut, but like, do you even really, you obviously watch what you eat, but do you ever think to yourself like, oh, I'm just eating healthy. I can eat as much as I want. Or do you still kind of limit your portions? Like keep your frame. No, I can eat as much as I want for sure. And I do eat as much as I want to in terms of like healthier food things that I should eat because I don't want to get too light people though. There's a misconception about like, Oh, you know, so-and-so cuts down to 205, 240. Yeah. He starts at 240 right now. He doesn't have a fight coming up. He's eaten. He's drank. He's had some fun. He's 240. And then he cuts from that. Like I'm 260 right now. So I would be cutting from 260, but people see me weigh in at 240 when I'm in like peak shape. And that would be those guys that are 240. That's when they're 220 before they start to cut, you know? So no, I'm, yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm, I'm certainly not a big heavyweight and I'm, but I'm, 
going to 205 would be an extremely miserable endeavor and i'm not into it oh yeah i'm not <laughs> yeah i'm not advertising for that either i think you just gotta fight where you're most comfortable especially at heavyweight too it's just I mean, I feel like cutting from heavyweight to light heavyweight is a lot harder than cutting from, let's say, like a light, like a middleweight, like a welterweight or something like that, if that makes sense. Well, it, it depends. It just depends how much, like, uh, what you're starting from, what your actual walk around weight is and how much you got to take off. Like, I, I could, I'm sure, go to light heavyweight and I would just be skinny and then I wouldn't be big. And then everybody would be like, Brian, you should go to middleweight because I wouldn't look <laughs> big at 205 either. That's how my frame is. I'm never going to be an overly um, muscular guy at any weight class. So there's not really a point. Yeah, I feel that. So another thing we talked about <laughs> this uh, earlier, like you got the mole in check and everything, but Taito Ivasa went kind of, you know, he's big for the shoey, but like you look a hundred percent more diesel with the mullet and the look. Have you ever considered maybe like after a win, you just like bite it into some beers and just chug them on the spot? Or have you ever considered something like that? Uh, that's that's tied to Ivasa's shtick. Um, I mean, I, I cracked that monster can with my tooth. People like that <laughs> that one time. But um, no, I mean, I think you got to be pretty well loved to get away with throwing a or getting a beer thrown to you while you're in the octagon. For sure, there's fines for that. And I'm sure UFC paid for two Ivasa's fines, but that's a probably a pretty big percentage of your paycheck that you're really risking there because the commission can find you even for jumping on the cage and they will in Nevada, but really? I guarantee the, Oh yeah. I guarantee the UFC covered two Ivasa's fine for jumping on the cage and doing that shoey and then discarding the beer, uh, and shoe in the care, the spilling beer in the cage and throwing that around. Uh, it was awesome and they loved it. So I'm sure they, they reimbursed him for his fine, but yeah, you're playing with fire a little bit. I don't really feel like risking however much they can take check goes through the commission, whatever that 10 or 20% of your paycheck or something bullshit like that. Gotta be careful. Mix. I did not know that getting on the cage was like against like the commission. I thought that was a UFC mm -hmm. thing where you like told guys like Gaethje, like, don't you do backflips? Don't get on the cage. I didn't realize that was a commission thing. Yeah. It, so it depends where you are. Some places don't care, but. Some places do, and I'm pretty sure in every single place, getting a beer in the cage it would be a finable <laughs> offense. Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would have to say it's probably a finable offense in every single state. Um, yeah. And so, again, we kind of talk about the mullet thing, but, like, I know you were homeschooled growing up, and then when you got to high school, I know the haircut is very – it's normal in that part of Canada. But were you ever bullied, though, for being homeschooled when you went into high school? Not really. Um, I, I still knew some people from – play uh playing soccer and and doing karate i knew a few people uh no i i, I didn't get bullied really okay no. okay no i was just kind of curious i know like in the states it's one of those things where if you're homeschooled it doesn't really matter even if you play sports and stuff you still get shit from people so i mean Canada's is obviously a lot nicer than the states and a lot more chill with that kind of stuff i don't know it probably depends it was a small town like i i, I knew people but there was a few times early on where people try and fuck with you and I just agreed to fight everybody and I never actually even got in a fight in high school but I said yes to everybody somebody'd fuck with you because you're new or whatever and then they'd want to fight you in the parking lot or whatever after school I, okay and I just showed up every time but then they wouldn't and then I after a while I just like became the default tough guy and I didn't even I didn't fight once so you didn't um, even, wait I thought you said wait, you didn't even get into a single fight no no, really? none. Yeah, oh. but I, but I agree. I agreed to all of them. So, 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that was, people were fucking with me because I was homeschooled or new or it wasn't, it really wasn't prominent. I wasn't like singled out or anything. Okay. Okay. And so one more question before we got to get into your fight career. And I know you've answered this question before, but what happened to the tooth? Oh yeah. I don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. I figured because no. I've never seen anything about it. Might as well try. Uh, so let's get into the career a little bit. And so you've been through unified, you've been to the UFC back in unified, you were KO'd in six seconds. And I know you came back and you beat the guy later on. And this was your first title defense in Unified. So, like, what happened in those six seconds? Because I couldn't find the video footage anywhere that kind of led to that happen. You just, like, did you slip? Did you just misstep? Or what happened there? No, I went right at him uh, like an idiot. And he just uh, just punched me and knocked me out. It was it. Really? Okay. I didn't know. Cause I know sometimes those situations is like a mistake or like you have Askren telling whores, it mobs it all. Like I'm just going to take you down within the first seconds and it gets a knee to the face. But yeah, I was looking for the footage and I couldn't find it. So I wanted to sound smarter than that, but nothing no, you can do right. there. <laughs> I know uh, in the past you've also bet on fights. Do you still bet on fights? Uh, yeah, sometimes I'm not like a huge gambler, but I, I bet on fights kind of makes it more fun. I take breaks and right now I'm, I'm betting. I don't know. I'm, I'm up, I'm up like 450 bucks or something in the last few months. And I'm kind of riding off that. So like the, the reason I asked is because I know like every sport has different rules about gambling, especially they're not becoming <laughs> legalized across like the States. Is there like a rule in the UFC about gambling other than betting against yourself? Um, I mean, UFC doesn't have that rule, but I'm sure that uh, gambling sites, that's illegal if they know who you are. I've never bet on my own fight. Well, I figure not. I know uh, <laughs> like a, I know a corner bet on like, I think it was Yanez, his corner bet on mm-hmm. him before the fight. But no, I've, I've always wondered if there's rules about that. Because I know like uh, in college, college athletics, you're not allowed to gamble at all. Like you're not, if it's a college sport, you're not allowed to gamble in any way, shape or form. So I'm just kind of a weird thing with that. And so yeah. now uh, I'm going to say a phrase. There's, there's only sure. three of these. And I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. First <laughs> one, drop a weight class. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> MMA journalists. Dorks. Okay. And then cage gate. <laughs> Strongest knuckles in the game. <laughs> All right. Want to once again thank the sponsor of the show, Living.Fit. It's that time of the year again, and Living.Fit is your spot to help achieve all those New Year resolutions. Living.Fit is a health and wellness company that will help you achieve all your goals from building muscle, losing fat, maybe trimming up that dad bod you've been accumulating over the years. Not only are there workout programs, we can help with your nutrition and build out your home gym. If you're a trainer looking to get certified in kettlebell or bowel rope movements, we're the place to be. Make sure you go visit the website or download the app living.fit today. Now back to the show. So that's, that's kind of an intro now into like kind of, these are like simple, dumb questions I could think of. They're nothing too crazy. Just kind of like not a whole lot of research or a little bit of research, but first things first is, uh, did you, did you enjoy getting to fight on fight Island or did you kind of fucking hate it? Cause you couldn't do anything really there. Yeah. So fight Island was made to be like, the coolest thing ever everybody thought it was like a vacation but there wasn't really much you could do and there was even less you could do if you were choosing to um do the right thing and try and regulate your sleep schedule because we were fighting at like 4 a.m yeah kind of thing so in order to do that i would wake up at i think i was waking up at about you know 8 or 9 p.m no about 9 p.m and then i'd go to bed at, at about you know 
10, 11 a.m. And everything that you could do was open only from whatever, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., you know, like normal hours. And you're going to, those are hours you're, you should be asleep. If yeah. you're trying to make it so that when you fight between 3 and 5 a.m. ish, that's going to be a time when your body's awake. That's going to be your 7 p.m. kind of thing, right? So yeah. I didn't really do much. When I went and I cornered my teammate KB, I, I well, then actually that time there was less stuff you were even allowed to do. They kind of closed the stuff that, that you were able to do before, like the racetrack and stuff. But at least that's, that time I could go to the restaurants and the hotel when they were open because they bring you food to your room several times a day. But there was a bunch of restaurants. The hotel's crazy. And there, there were a bunch of restaurants in the hotel, and you could just eat at them for free. And they were good, really good. But they're open, again, normal hours. So when you're sleeping through the day, you couldn't, I couldn't even really go to them when yeah. I was fighting. But when uh, KB was fighting, I did go to all those restaurants, and they were pretty sweet. So um, there's, there's things like, like that. And okay. I think K- KB fought at a more reasonable time as well. I could be wrong. Yeah, but yeah, if, sure. if, 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 the, if the time wasn't shifted, if you weren't fighting in the morning or middle of the night, then uh, there would, it would be a lot more fun, I guess. You could enjoy the, at least the rooftop pool and the hot weather and, and stuff like that. But it's an it's a amazing facility, the hotel and stuff. It's crazy, but... Uh, and besides that, you, there's a safe zone and you couldn't go outside of it. So a lot of the things that they kind of boasted about on the map, you couldn't really even go to. That kind of sucks. But I mean, it was, it yeah. was, it was, more, I felt like, I know some guys have said like, <coughs> to like the viewers, it sounds like the coolest thing in the world, but the fighters are yeah. just like, it's not that great. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, the, the plane, the plane to go there, it was the best flight I've ever been on. And it was like 15 hours and it did not feel like 15 hours. We had a, we're in first class. Um, it was paid for by the royal family of, of Abu Dhabi or something like that. And we ha- uh, have like a bed. Like your seat is basically turns into a bed. And you have your own pod. And uh, there's a chef. And they have like a menu you can order food from. And it's actually great. Yeah, that flight was sick. That I was the best. It. I remember watching the embedded videos. <laughs> and like I, I, I remember seeing that plane. And it, just looks, it looked like obviously 15 hours might suck. But it looked all like you had like a five-star treatment. It looked awesome. Yeah. Like, it, looked it, like was it was crazy. Yeah. Did you have it like was. your, uh, did you have like a flat screen TV in your pot and everything? Like mm, well, there was a TV. I don't recall if it was a flat screen. It was, it was a, whatever, a decent enough TV in your pod. You could close it and uh, sleep if you want. Cause it would turn into a bed. And if you wanted, it would be like a lazy boy ish recliner, I guess. Yeah, it was, that was pretty bitching. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Pretty, pretty bitching. What's uh? So here's a question then. Like so I just asked about it. Do you ever get tired of it being asked about Fight Island? No, no, it's all right. It's also not a really prominent question right now. Oh yeah, because I mean, right now we've been back in the states for a while now. I think quite a while. Yeah, we've been. We haven't. I think we're about to go back though. Um, here's another question then. Uh, has have any of these Canadian hockey teams come up to you and asked you for fight advice? No. No. no and i mean they they shouldn't I, I don't know how to skate so well i can't really give advice in terms of how you should do it on skates on ice yeah it's a, it's a little complicated i remember uh, i actually used to work for a hockey team and i'd watch them kind of go over it. a lot of it's just like you drag the jersey over and you just try to like uppercut them 
So it's a little, yeah. a little different than fighting, you know, hand-to-hand combat, just shirtless and, and yeah. shorts. Yeah. It's a, a different, different thing. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Um, so you're kind of notorious too, for like your responses to certain questions, whether it be like a really stupid question or a question you're like, I'm not going to fucking answer that. What's your favorite response to a dumb question that you've ever had? Probably to that dumbass last time that asked if I, I got to stand beside Volkov and Cyril gone and see how big heavyweights could get. Like, <laughs> I, I, I fought Cyril gone. Fuck. Yeah. That, that one. He felt pretty dumb. No. Um, oh yeah. And this is kind of another kind of a weird question. Obviously you lost to Cyril gone and you're pissed off. You lost to him, but afterwards kind of looking back in the tape and did you ever think to yourself like, man, this guy is like, he's pretty special. Well, you, you're always pissed off when you lose, but out of all my losses in the UFC, that one's the one that actually stung the, the least because I lost. Like, I clearly lost after. I'm like, shit, like, phew, lost that one. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm looking at it like, that guy is really fucking good. And, and I round one, honestly, was close. We were actually even in significant strikes. I really feel round one could have went either way. Give it to him, whatever, but... Round two, yeah, he started to pull away. And round three, straight up, he beat me up. So I was like, yeah, lost that one, you know, and, and I just got to get better. And, and if I improve on certain things, maybe I could maybe I could get some stuff rolling in the start of that fight that would make it swing in my favor. It was kind of a momentum battle, and it starts to go a guy like him's way, and you're not going to get it back. But he's really good, man. And he's special, man. He's good. And I, you know, it, it didn't, it, I was messed up in the face and usually I don't get beat up or anything. And like, yeah, like I lost, I lost that one. Whereas the, the other two losses bothered me a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and here's another one of the <clears throat> questions that you've answered in the past. That I think you've gone back and regret it. Do you regret telling the kangaroo story? Um, this telling the story, um, not really. Why would I regret that one? I thought you got attacked by like PETA and a bunch of people saying like, yeah, I did, I did, but it wasn't because of the story. It was because, uh, my friend posted a picture of it and like put hashtags up that would let them find it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's brutal. That sucks. Uh, whatever. I said, I know in the past too, your favorite call out or the guy you always called out was Maurice green. Now that he's out of the UFC, are you still going to call him out? Or have you moved on now to uh, Ben Rothwell? Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to call Maurice out because he's gone. There's no <laughs> point. I called out Ben Rothwell because I believe it makes sense. I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, you know, I have nothing against Ben Rothwell. He's a, he's a good guy. I truly, I don't care who I fight. I was just trying to expedite the process. Just give me one, give me one soonish, but. Yeah, whoever it is, we'll see. Uh, do you ever get tired of people asking you about talking to Dana White when in the mo- like? Because I feel like you, you only shook his hand, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. People, what's Dana White like, dude? It, people expect that I like, I like text Dana White or something like that. You know, like I've met him one time, my very first fight in Boston, and he hasn't. If he's been to my other fights, he hasn't come to do a pre-fight meeting at them or i haven't seen him cage side and maybe maybe i'm wrong and i just wasn't paying attention because i was zoned in but yeah i'm pretty sure like i know i've only met him one time or actually seen him one time and i don't think he's been to 
and at least a majority of the my fights, which is fine. I don't care. That's not a thing that I care about. But yeah, a lot of people expect that I'm like, oh, did Dana give you another fight? And I don't. <laughs> you don't just talk to. There's hundreds of fighters, and can only imagine how annoying it would be for Dana White if all of us idiots were texting him at once. <laughs> what's the other than that? What's the biggest misconception about UFC fighters? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't as a, as a blanket statement, what's the biggest misconception with UFC fighters? I don't know, man. I got nothing for you. Got nothing. It's okay. We'll use the Dana white one. Then as that, that answered that. Sure. Um, let's do that. Okay. So uh, we talked about it earlier with like how good the food was at fight Island, but like, I know the UFC will support ply food for you guys, especially when you're fighting at mm-hmm. the apex. Is that, it looks pretty good. Is it actually good? It's uh yeah, it's pretty good. It gets old because you eat the same thing like every single day pretty much with like very slight variations. But it's good and it's what you need fight week. So, yeah, I'm appreciative that they give us uh, a bunch of food every fight week. That definitely helps. You don't have to try and cook stuff for every meal. You can if you want. But, yeah, I do enjoy the uh, UFC's apex uh chefs giving us some grub no it always looks really good but then i see that also like, you have to warm it up and stuff so it's not the same but um here, here's kind of a weird question because like I, i'm not a fighter i've never been in all oh, i've been in a fight but not a, like a real real fight what's like a place in your body that like it hurts to get hidden that like most of us would never expect if you've never been in a fight leg kicks a lot of people that haven't fought see a leg kick and they're like well Leg kicks, they, you know, it scores points, but it doesn't really hurt. But it's because they've never been kicked in the leg. I Forrest Griffin did that one time. Someone, and a reporter had said something like that. Well, leg kicks, I mean, they don't really, they don't really do much. And he, and he was like, you want me to kick you in the leg? And he was like, okay. And the guy let him like, I don't know if he made him sign anything. Forrest Griffin broke his femur. Oh my Kicked God. the guy in the leg. Yeah, because you're not tough. You don't have any muscle there. You, you're not, you don't know how to take it or flex you're just not a durable person you're a reporter and yeah yeah they they do they do hurt i know because i know like you'll see uh like i'm not stupid enough to again i I, i'm i'm able to realize that one because it's like you watch anyone get kicked in the leg you automatically see redness especially if it's done correctly then after like two or three kicks you're already starting to see like swelling pick up like it's yeah like purple yo yeah this is disgusting that's worse was is there any place other than that like I don't know, like obviously body shots hurt, getting hit in the face obviously fucking hurts, but is there any other mm. kind of like a weird spot? Getting hit in the body might hurt, but getting hit in the face, especially in the head, it'll hurt you later. In the moment, concussive blows kind of register in your brain as bad. Like you're, it's, it's like a warning sign almost, like it's hard to explain. You don't really feel pain in that way necessarily. Your body's just like, oh, that was bad or oh, that was hard. Oh, that was a hard punch. Or you're taking a few and you're like, oh, bad, 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 bad. Like you're trying to mitigate it, but it doesn't necessarily hurt there, actually. Interesting. I know, uh, yeah. I know sometimes, like again, another casual viewer kind of thing. You watch, you see a guy get punched in the chest. Like obviously you're thinking, oh, you missed the head. That's great. But doesn't that hurt when you get punched in the chest? No, that's not nothing that you'll notice. Really? Okay. Okay. I, has everyone ever hit you in the Adam's apple? I don't 
think so, but getting hit in the throat would probably suck. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I always wonder why people don't kind of like aim for the throat. Except unless that's like looked down upon or it's like, I don't uh, know if it, you're, I don't think you can legally target the throat, but if you're punching on the feet, like if you had a guy on the ground and you somehow had like a throat punch and you were doing that on purpose, I think it's illegal. But if you're standing up and you hit a guy in the throat, there's no way they could call it illegal because you're aiming for the head. Um, yeah. But if you're doing everything properly and your chin is half-assed tucked, it's going to be hard to get the punch in on the throat. I don't think I've been hit in the throat. Maybe I have. I think you'd but... remember if you got hit in the throat because like hitting, hitting the Adam's apple, yeah. no matter what. I mean, kind of like, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those sensitive spots where you get drilled in it. It just fucking hurts. But again, you're yeah, also, you're also should... the adrenaline. It's probably also, you don't even notice that. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think, is there anything else I got for you? So what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite beer? My favorite beer. Favorite beer. Uh, I really like uh, the various flavors by the Grizzly Paw that's out of um, like Canmore and Banff area here. Uh, if I'm, if I'm just taking a, a light, type chill beer to like play games with beers beer or something i like alberta genuine draft okay oh you're a beersby guy oh yeah beersby's the best dude beersby's the best yard game ever by it's far best for it sure so much absolutely fun. are you uh are you a guy who do you go for the bottle or do you go for like the pole because i always go for the pole yeah i i think i aim for the bottle but i mean whatever take what you can get if it hits hits the pole no, you're know, still good are you uh are you more of a i know some people will try to throw it as hard as they can just kind of hopes like no one's gonna catch it do you ever uh do you ever find people where you just kind of do that because that's i i played this past weekend and i was just trying to throw oh, yeah? it as hard as i could just so they couldn't catch it <laughs> no i i usually uh i usually try and snipe the bottle not always as hard as i can i don't i don't need any i don't need to take a break with them running to go get the frisbee every Pre- time precision warrior okay I yeah. respect it i respect it so um other than that, so hopefully you get a fight here soon. Uh, I'm, I got all my questions wrapped up. If there's anything you want to promote, man, go for it. Uh, I'd like to thank, I guess, Deuce Vodka, um, Axe Monkeys, PPS, Paul Pedal Services, Premier Built Garages, and Mealcraft. Those are my uh, sponsors. So thanks to them, I guess. Thanks for, thanks for the interview. Oh, for sure, man. Shout out to them. So with that, for me, for Tanner, the bulldozer, we're out. Peace. Peace. Thanks for watching. Thanks for sticking around with me all the way to the end. Uh, I just want to once again thank the sponsor of the show, Living.Fit. If you're looking to better yourself, make sure you go to the, download the app or visit the website, Living.Fit today.